look, I'm not teaching you to be a badass. I'm teaching you skills that can help you to be a badass. Yeah. Uh, but what I'm what I'm sharing is my own develop my own personal development and tools that have helped me. And let's see if these tools can help you, basically. So. This is Glenn Murphy with NC Systema, and this is Systema for Life. Mike, as cool. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's really an honor. I've listened to every single one so far, so it's really I'm very touched to be invited. Oh no, not at all. It's uh, it's been a real pleasure. I was um, when you contacted me to tell me that you, you're enjoying the podcast and you you had a video that maybe I want to have a look at. I was uh, I was really uh, intrigued. I just loved it. And we'll, maybe we'll get onto that in a little bit. That that video clip that you made to Stemmer for personal development was I just thought something much needed in the community to kind of get out there as a as a counterbalancing kind of image of what Systema is and what Systema does. Um, but before we get onto that too much, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you from? Uh, how did you get into training in the first place? Yeah, so um, my name is yeah, Michael Judd Askell, or Mike Askell. I'm also a hip-hop artist and a rapper by the name of Dr. Cool. And uh, I grew up most of my life in uh, Geneva, Switzerland, although I come from quite an international background. Yeah. Um, and I discovered Sistema uh, quite recently compared to most of the people we had on the podcast uh, in around 2012 uh, in Geneva at the Subrosa Sistema School. Yeah. And um, it changed my life in many ways. Uh, and for one thing, uh, unlike also a lot of the guests that you've had and a lot of people I've met in Sistema, I actually was not really proficient in any martial art before studying Sistema. I was always really interested in martial arts and I would uh, experiment with friends who had different styles and stuff like that. And I tried different classes, yeah. but I was never, I, I was never really um, captivated enough by any one martial art and I always thought it was my fault like I wasn't disciplined enough or mm. or um or some other stuff which probably was also a factor but when I came to my first Sistema class I was just like okay this is completely different and this is what I've been looking for without knowing because I didn't even know anything like that could possibly exist so so you came to it something of a blank slate then with, with no expectations or right well I'd, I'd seen some badass videos on online and stuff but yeah. obviously I had no idea how you transmit those skills. I assume that it was the same way every other school does it with, uh, you know, memorized patterns and movements and line up and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the first class I did, you know, we're rolling around, there's knives, there's all types of things and improvising. And it was more like me play fighting with my friends than like any martial art I'd ever taken. Yeah. And yet I saw, I could see that, you know, that, that people, we're learning in that way. So it was like validating my, my instincts of how I like to learn anyways. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. And then you, you joined that group from that point and trained with them for a while. And I understand now that you're in, uh, you're in the UK at the moment, you're down in Brighton, my neck of the woods. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's funny because I'm kind of American and so you're English in the States talking to an American in, in England, right? <laughs> yeah. The wonders of the interwebs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and translocation. uh yeah so i yeah i uh was training uh sistema in uh, at the subrosa school in geneva which i recommend to anyone listening if you're ever in geneva and uh, i continue to train there whenever i go back to geneva yeah. and then i am in brighton now doing a master's degree in media practice for development and social change at sussex university hmm. and so when i got here there was no sistema class uh active 
And so I was starting to teach a little bit um, here and there, having a hard time kind of getting a group started. That was last year. And then uh, over the summer, I went to see Vlad for the first time in Canada, and I got my instructor training certification, and that kind of boosted my confidence for teaching. And uh, and suddenly, as though the, the stars aligned, I uh, met uh, Sasha, um, my uh, assistant, I suppose you could say, although he's instruct, uh, instructor in training in his own right now, and he's going to be the head instructor for when I go. So we founded Sistema Brighton together uh, in September of this year. Fantastic. Oh, the, no, sorry, September of 2017. Yeah. yeah. And those are the guys that are featured in your video? That's the Sistema Brighton group? Exactly, yeah. Brilliant. Really great. great. Yeah. What, what's your experience been um, kind of trying to get things started? Because that can be a tough thing at the outset. I remember when we first started out, it was a similar kind of thing. I've been training for a few years, went up to an immersion camp and um, was uh, granted the uh, instruction and training certification eventually and then came back. And, and it, it was funny, it kind of changed things a little bit because before that point, we had six or seven guys maybe um, with different backgrounds. We'd all kind of done lots of other martial arts, but um, a little bit of Sistema and none of us were kind of qualified to kind of teach or even kind of lead the group. So we kind of handed things off to each other and it was very egalitarian. But then as soon as I came back with this instructor and training certification, about two thirds of the guys were overjoyed and two of them caught feelings about it. You know, they were like, who do you think you are? <laughs> it kind of changed the dynamic. Did you experience any of that or was it all just goodwill and love all around? Well, touch wood, uh, I, feel, I feel good about it. And I, I, I think I've always had a kind of egalitarian uh, attitude myself. and usually leadership is kind of thrust upon me to a certain extent. Although yeah. I did, I do want to teach and have expressed that I wanted to teach. Um, but Sasha is also uh, really open-minded. And when we first met and he had only been doing Sistema for one year and I'd been doing for a little over five years. So he immediately kind of said, look, you lead sessions. And yeah. we came to an agreement quite quickly about that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, no, I have to say in, in that respect, it's gone well. Other aspects, though, starting a school is really tricky about, you know, getting people. How do you, that's, I guess, where the video came from as well. It's kind of how do you market Sistema? How do you describe to someone what what it is that we do and how it can benefit them? And that's that's very tricky, I find. Yeah, absolutely. We've talked a lot about it and have you know, heard previous podcasts. It's, it's difficult to get the branding right on Sistema sometimes because on the one hand, it's this you know very effective martial art and self-protection system. And, and, and yet it's so much more than that. You know, it's, it's personal development. It's uh, understanding yourself. It's, it's a philosophy. It's a way of life. It's all these things. And what I was really intrigued about with your video, and that's interesting. I was going to ask, that's going to be my next question. Is like, did the kind of uh, the idea of making the video come from kind of some need to define the branding a little bit so that you could try and uh, you know get people to come along to the group in Brighton is it from that practical need or was it did it grow out of your studies and uh, you said you're doing uh, media studies for social change did you feel like Sistema has this potential to reach people that it's um, you know and, and create real change in people or or was it kind of a little bit of both yeah no it was definitely a bit of both um, because when I came into this master's degree I said to myself it'll only be worth it in terms of the money and time spent if I use the practical projects for stuff that's going on in my real life. Yeah. So, um, so when I, when this first project came up and it was a group project, we had to kind of pitch ideas. I pitched several ideas, uh, you know, a hip hop related idea, uh, some other idea and, uh, and, uh, and about Sistema. And it was actually some others in the class who really thought this was, uh, an interesting, uh, a new kind of angle for social change. So, so we made a team about that. And then at the same time, obviously 
yeah, there, there's, I've, I've had thought many thoughts about how Sistema is marketed and things like that, because I, I also participate a lot in like forums online and stuff like that, mm. which everyone knows is a messy place, especially for Sistema maybe, but yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and one of the main issues I find is that, is that, that there's a kind of cognitive dissonance between what we say we do and what we do or, or why we do it. And then it puts certain expectations in the audience's mind. I mean, the audience and the viewer or the, the people who are, who are exposed to it, but who have never actually tried it yeah. as to what it is. And so, yeah, so I think for me, it was kind of, I felt like this is a side of Sistema that many people maybe don't see. And that's, it's the side that is most important to me. So I, I don't know. I thought, you know, if I'm going to make a video, I might as well do it not only about something personal, but also if possible, something that hasn't been covered. And I, I think I was lucky in being able to, to do that. Yeah. And I think you did it phenomenally well. And I think it's a, it's a very necessary contribution. I mean, I've, I've struggled with this myself over the last decade or so trying to you know build and keep a group running is it seems, it seems that in the system of world, there's this kind of people take one of two tacks for the most part. They either take the tack of, well, how am I going to differentiate myself from another martial art? Uh, well, we're more badass. We have, you know, more of a military background. You know, we, there's no belts. There's no nonsense. We cut straight to it and, you know, we, we do the job and all that kind of stuff. And it seemed probably like about two thirds, at least two thirds to three quarters of the uh, system of clubs that you see advertised are advertised with that kind of messaging. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's guys stabbing each other and wearing camo and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and that's fine. Um, but what I found is that that will draw in a particular group of people, um, particular demographic with particular goals um, who are looking for the, the more badass, the more effective thing and, and martial arts specifically, right, as a subset but I always thought that it could reach a, a, a greater number of people and the number of people that came in for some self-defense skills and then stayed for years and years because of what it does for personal development far outweighed um, you know, the military enthusiasts who, who would, frankly would find you anyway, you know, they just kind of know what system mm-hmm. can do and they'll find, you don't really need to advertise to them because they'll just find you, you know? Um, so it's not mm. that bad. So, um, but there's very few that seem to be taking on the tack of really emphasizing what Systema is in terms of a personal development system and the messages of kind of, uh, of development of breathing and the development of kind of healing and, and love. I mean, I think it's, I think it's growing and, you know, in my own website, when I revamped it about five years ago, mind switched from you know front images of people in camo in the woods drowning each other and stabbing each other to you know, <laughs> images and you know words of catchwords like community and flow and uh, and you know kind of growth and all of those kinds of things and because i feel for my group that was more representative of what we were actually doing so that re- what you said really resonates with me I, I didn't want that dissonance between what i was projecting out to other people and what we were actually doing when we were in the, in the studio why do you think that is that people have this distance or they create it is it just because they have difficulty branding it any other way or or do you think that people just genuinely differ in their approaches in their clubs anyway it's a good question i don't have the answer but i definitely think that um different people come to it for different reasons and then and like you like you said and then they end up staying often for the opposite reason than why they thought they came yeah um but i feel like it kind of can be a portal towards what you're missing so if you came because you're someone who likes movement and creativity and flexibility and stuff like that uh you will become uh harder in, and and uh, more capable of dealing with violence and and things like that yeah and likewise if you come from the other side and you're someone who's for example from a military background or a cage fighting background or whatever you'll start to uh, find appreciation for softness and for um yeah uh, peace and love and yeah. so um 
so likewise with the marketing, I guess if at the end there, I can't necessarily say that there's a right or wrong way to do it, but I could just say that this was the way that was truer to how I feel it yeah. and how I teach it. And, and I really find it important, especially because I'm just an instructor in training and, and, and I was teaching for quite a long time without any certification. So I always felt it was important to, to specify my own um, humility. I mean, my own uh, lack of experience and stuff like that and say, look, I'm not teaching you to be a badass, I'm teaching you skills that can help you to be a badass. Yeah. Uh, but what I'm what I'm sharing is my own develop my own personal development and tools that have helped me. And let's see if these tools can help you, basically. So. Yeah, that was one of the things that I really took away from the video. It, it seemed like, uh, you know, it, it's kind of a monologue. You're you're narrating and voicing over the top of it, and uh, but it, it seems very very personal. You know, usually it's um when people make promotional videos, it's like, well, look at this dude, he's doing cool stuff and he's beating people up and he has these mad skills. Um, but yours is almost like a, a natural history documentary or something. It's like you're kind of narrating your path <laughs> along the way. You know, you're talking about, it's it's kind of a stream of consciousness talking. Did that come from your kind of background in hip hop and creating music and trying to kind of make it lyrical or was that uh, a specific intention? Um, it was uh, an intention, but definitely the skills of, uh, you know, writing rap, uh, I I also freestyle. I improvise rap and stuff like that. So yeah. So there's a my, yeah. I mean the the text. So the the video. By the way, I shouldn't take all the credit. I I collaborated with two uh, friends from school. Uh, their names are in the video, in yeah. the description, and uh, and in the credits. And uh, so we brainstormed together and stuff like that. But for the for the text, I mean, we came up with the idea of having this uh, narration, and then I just sat and wrote it almost all in one in one go. Yeah. So uh, it really was excuse me, a stream of consciousness. Um, right. The way it came out, and then uh, and then we you know we considered changing things afterwards and re-recording it, but actually we felt like the first take was the really authentic one. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, and I think also the the way the um, the breathing is used as a kind of musical soundscape rather than actually putting music on it. I think that's ironically it's also because I'm a musician that that's how I. I realized that adding lots of uh, music on top would be too much in a sense and that the breathing is music mm. in its own way. Yeah, fascinating. Brilliant. It's funny, we had a, a guest, uh, well, a friend, former student of mine who's now become an instructor in training in her own right and trained, a, she's up in Toronto a lot, um, Amber Conrad, and she, uh, she just came and stayed uh, for a week around our area and then taught a couple of kind of uh, uh, classes. And one of her classes, she set the whole thing to music, kind of ambient kind of low intensity stuff um but with a very very regular pendulous kind of uh meter to it so that everybody and then started everybody breathing along with it and then instructed everybody to just kind of use that as a reminder to just not stop breathing for the entire session no matter what else we're doing pushing pulling groundwork whatever it is you have to keep the breathing pace kind of regular mm. um, which is quite interesting because often we adjust our breathing to the intensity of our movement right and it so it kind of goes around and there's 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 value to that but there's also value to see if you can adjust your movement to the intensity of your breathing and and it, it it's what it did for a lot of the people in the class, I, I noticed, especially some of the newer people who come in characteristically stiff and especially in the shoulders and the hips, and they're just unable to kind of let go. Um, I saw this new softness and, and fluidity evolving everybody in that. And I was like, wow, there's really something to this, you know, laying this thing to music. <laughs> so that was, mm. that was a fascinating thing to watch. Yeah, my teacher in, uh, in Geneva has started uh, experimenting with music a little bit as well, actually. And I, I really like the effect it has on me. For now, I think in my own classes, I'm I'm really uh, trying to, because I come from a musical background. Again, I'm, I'm I want to kind of 
have a slightly more pure sistema, at least where music is concerned, for a little while longer. Yeah. But quite soon, I think I will start experimenting um, with it because I feel like it can quickly kind of become something else. Because also something I really liked about sistema was the fact that uh, there's just you, yeah. your partners, the room, and the sound of breathing. Yeah. And that that's, you know what I mean? That's quite interesting. Whereas, I don't know, in a boxing gym or something like that, you might have, you know, loud music pumping sure. yeah. and... and and the, and the sound of hitting the bags. So there's kind of, you know what I mean? There's these other stimuli, whereas in the Sistema class, you're, yeah. you're forced to, to be introspective because there's no music. But again, that doesn't mean you can't use music. Just, yeah, and the other, yeah. the other peril is that you might choose some music that resonates with some people and helps them, and other people is just grating on them in a terrible way. We had to move venues once or twice because you know, the same thing we're sharing with kind of kickboxing classes that are blaring out on some pretty loud hard rock or something like that which if i'm on my own listening to in my own time i would have loved but uh, while i'm trying to do breathing exercises and relax myself it wasn't the uh, wasn't the ideal backdrop so <laughs> we had to shift to increasingly right. quiet places to get away from that but yeah it's definitely an interesting thing to think about and i think at the very least with the um with this absence that you've created in the video of, of music and using breathing as the soundtrack and the stream of consciousness thing i, I think you've identified a gap in the market for a system of beat poetry i think you could spearhead that so <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I think I am the only um, real, really hip hop culture enthusiast Sistema teacher uh, so far, and I've already done a rap song with Sistema being referenced in it, and I'm planning on doing more. So awesome! There's a, a niche there too, I suppose. Yeah, you'll have to come back on and uh, and give us a give us a sample at some point when that's when that's recorded. Yes. <laughs> Great. So if uh, if anyone listening uh, is a hip hop enthusiast and a system enthusiast uh, they shouldn't hesitate to reach out to me because uh, yeah great yeah uh, and i'll put the contact details on the show like so people can get hold of you as well yeah, but along with the video that we've been talking about and, and coming back to the video for a little bit i, I really like the, the themes in there and you kind of as you mentioned that breathing was kind of the through line that you um that you you talk about kind of breathe breathe don't stop no matter what happens don't hold your breath do you find that it's difficult to explain to people that the necessity of breathing and uh, i find that it's something that we try and put out there at the outset of training for beginners sort of saying you think you know you might think that you're pretty good at breathing you've been doing it successfully since birth you haven't skipped a day you know all that kind of stuff um but there are levels of uh of awareness and there are levels of control to everything and, and, and breathing can get you a lot more control and access to kind of your nervous system and the control of your emotions than, than you probably think possible it's, it's something that people start out with and then when they experience something they, they'll stick to it and then i find they fall away again, you know, and they just forget about the breathing. And I include myself in this as well. You know, sometimes I'm reminded uh, a friend of uh, a colleague of mine, Joseph Herrera in, uh, in Mexico city uh, recently sent, uh, sent him a video um, and he saw me working and he was just like, you didn't exhale for that entire, you know, that entire period and i'm like wow i've been training 12 years yeah. and i still forgot to exhale when i was like in the middle of a thing um do you do you find that it's um a difficult concept to get across to people in terms of the necessity for it because it seems so obvious and it seems so basic that people just overlook it yeah definitely um although i'd say my main issue is not getting people to accept theoretically it's more that i find uh people are frustrated when they're told to breathe yeah. too often <laughs> yeah, yeah but maybe it's my way of telling them also and I'm, I'm i'm trying to think about it and i'm thinking not only my students but in fact more so my uh friends and relatives yeah because i'm because i'm always thinking about breathing so i'm always noticing yeah. and I'm, I'm kind of worried for you know for their health and stuff and so i they are more aware of their breathing and they are paying attention to it more but no, nonetheless yeah I, I wonder if i could have brought it to them in a way that would have made them less defensive about it um 
yeah, I find it. I find it's akin to when somebody's you know having a tough time or something, and you can see that they're all worked up. It's it's kind of sometimes akin to telling them to calm down. You know, <laughs> that's exactly. that's never worked in the history of psychology. You know, what you really need to do is calm down. People are like, ah, oh, I am calm. I'm calmer than you. You know, and so sometimes when you tell people the first few times, you're like, hey, let's take a breath, and people listen. But it becomes a trope sometimes, right? And people will be like, I am breathing. Oh, you with the breathing thing. You know, it's a exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad to see that. I'm not the only one going through that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, the other thing, the yeah. other um, major theme that um, I pulled out of your video is this idea of finding comfort and discomfort, which you kind of represented beautifully, you know, in the in the actual uh, images that you chose, and also in the in the voiceover. Do you do you want to talk a little bit more about that and how you've kind of personalized that yourself? Have Have you found Sistema was the first experience of really realizing the necessity of practicing discomfort and finding comfort therein? Yeah, I think so. I think it was the first time I realized that. I mean, there's loads of things I've changed in my life since then. One big, big, big one was cold. I used to really fear cold a lot, and I didn't even realize I feared it. And I would have like back pains when it was cold because my whole back would tense up and everything because I was just trying to resist this cold instead of. Wait, do you live in um, Switzerland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was hard. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, every winter, yeah. No, but I, you know, a lot of people are like that. I met a girl recently from Finland and she's like that about the cold and, wow. you know, and I felt really bad for her because I knew what it's like. And yeah, to go every, I still, I'm still not a huge fan of the cold. I would like to live somewhere where it's warm most of the year, but, um, but no, I mean, it's really changed. And of course I, I mean, not of course, but I also do some cold water dowsing. I do it for now in the shower rather than with a bucket. And, uh, I mean, that's something that was unimaginable for me before doing Sistema, you know, to, to willingly take a cold shower was just, it was, it seemed crazy. Yeah. And then, um, another thing is that I've actually become, uh, I went vegetarian and now vegan, which, uh, I attribute also to the discipline, kind of another form of self-discipline that Sistema has brought me to, to get towards that. But, but what I want to say specifically is about food, because I used to be quite a picky eater. Yeah, and um, I didn't really like vegetables much actually. Like, I mean, I liked a few of them, but a lot of them I didn't. And I, I realize now that it was fear that was keeping me from liking them. Mm-hmm. Fear of the unknown, or fear of a of a familiar uh, dislike taste. And so then, when you kind of have an open mind and you just and you taste something as if for the first time, yeah, you can really learn to like stuff. And I've I've made a list of over twenty uh, foods that I used to claim to hate and that I now really enjoy so and I'm learning new ones all the time so yeah it's pretty cool interesting more auxiliary benefits of Sistema <laughs> fearlessness of food yeah yeah and something <laughs> else that you, uh, you address also in the in the video you talk about that um fear is kind of an ever-present thing in our lives and and sometimes we don't address it or acknowledge it right there's this fear of failure there's this fear of um, not getting things perfect, you know, so, so you tend to kind of hide mm. behind that and create shells and masks rather than kind of take the risk and then um, have that fear realized. Is is that something, again, that you found um, particularly beneficial when you started Systema? Or was that something that you've kind of been exploring before you came to Systema? Was it a driver for, for trying Systema in the first place? Um, yeah, I think in the, in, because in hip hop, I was doing a lot of improvisation and in music before that, because I also used to play piano and bass and stuff and I, I improvise with jazz musicians and hip-hop musicians and hmm. so there there is also um, a fear of failure that you need to overcome because if not you just won't 
play, right? Because when you're improvising, like in Sistema, you never know if you're gonna if the next move is gonna be an utter humiliation and you're just gonna, yeah. you know, say something completely stupid or fall flat on your face or whatever it may be. So, um, so in a sense, you need to kind of learn to trust yourself and learn to trust, you know, fate or or the universe or God or whatever you you want to call it, mm-hmm. and just um, and go with the flow and not stop. And that's so. I think I was already doing that, but Sistema helped me to to understand what it was that we were doing and to apply it to other things because I used to do it in music, but but less so in, in other things like martial arts and stuff like that. And, and definitely in Sistema, I was someone who really, for a long time, um, you know, you start a move, you're trying to take someone down and it doesn't work and then you give up, you know, and then you're mad at yourself. Whereas I, I finally kind of getting to a point where I can just keep going, keep going, keep going, even if it takes six, seven, eight moves, just keep mo- moving with the person, working with them until they come to the floor and, and then you don't see that as, oh, I messed up. I should have done it in only one move. No, you just appreciate that it took that many moves. And yeah. and in fact, you made something even more unique and interesting out of it than if you had just done a simple throw or whatever from another martial art, for example. Do you think that your training in music has, has helped you? Have there been parallels in the way that you learn Sistema from music? I've, I grew up playing the guitar and I found that... Um, you know, I wanted to improvise right away. I just wanted to kind of be a badass, like my own guitarist, you know, that kind of thing. I didn't really want to copy people, but I just realized that I didn't have the vocabulary, the musical vocabulary to do that. And so I had to spend a bunch of years kind of ear training myself and listening to things and, you know, learning other people's solos and forwards and backwards and things like that. And then eventually I got to a place where I had, you know, a cache of things that I could call on and then things just started to kind of move around. And and I think there are kind of parallels in Sistema as well. Like people sometimes, it's very improvisational, it's very free, but at the beginning people kind of feel lost. They're like, well, I need something to do. <laughs> I need some idea to hang on to, otherwise I can't improvise. Have, have, do you think your background in music has, has helped you to see um, the value in that or at least pace yourself as you start to go into Sistema? Well, no, I think in my case it was the opposite actually because... I never was good at learning in the conventional way hmm. in, in school from right from primary school and definitely in high school, even more when I was a teenager and kind of rebelling against, uh, I don't know. I was never good at memorizing things. And so that's why I dropped out of piano. Actually, I, I never really learned to read the notes properly. Hmm. I, I was so averse to it that I would um, learn it by ear and kind of pretend I was reading the notes. And uh, eventually it caught up to me because when the pieces started getting too complicated, I wasn't able to to bluff my way through it anymore. So I failed the exam and then I, I, I think I wasn't cut out for that style of pedagogy anyways. But I didn't understand that at the time. Like I said, until I came to Sistema, I thought uh, that that's just how you learn and that I somehow had, uh, you know, uh, either was lazy, which is what I was always told, or had some sort of disability or something, yeah. which I may have some sort of dyslexia or something, but... I don't. I don't think that's uh, that, that can summarize it. Gotcha. And um, and then through hip hop, uh, because hip hop is kind of marginalized, and I mean now it's starting to come into school curricula and stuff like that, and being talked about in universities. But definitely, when I was exposed to it, it was really still a very much a kind of street thing in a yeah. sense, you know, outside of established codes. And and um, so the way you learn it is also outside of a normal. Ways. So you kind of just throw yourself in the deep end and 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 rap in my case, or if it's dance, which doesn't mean there aren't also kind of classical modes of teaching within uh, hip hop and different uh, hip hop artists 
will teach other hip hop artists in different ways. But in my case, I really just like the first hip hop song I ever recorded was improvised, which I think is quite rare. Most uh, people start writing and then they kind of get more confident and start improvising, whereas I went in the other way around. Mm. So that's why, again, when I found Sistema, I was like, well, here I am being allowed to right away without knowing any scales play with the with the advanced kids you know what i mean yeah. and um and so even if i was failing i still realized that you know i would get little tips here and there and i realized that no one was kind of judging me for that because that was how i was expected to learn but i realized some sistema teachers do um kind of put in a vocabulary and there were some things you know like the roll although the first class i ever did i had never rolled i was never a sport uh an an athletic person, I believe, also. That's another thing about me. And I never, I did some fencing for one year. And other than that, in high school, I used to kind of ditch uh, sports class. <laughs> I always had a problem with authority, I think, yeah. you know, which is kind of also what I hint at at the beginning of the, of the Sistema video. And then I, so I realized I was oppressing. I always felt like everyone was trying to control me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I was going to ask you about that. Now I realize. Yeah, kind of like the, the yeah. injunct people telling you to stand up straight and, you know, like behave yourself and regulate your emotions and things like that. It's, so before Sistema, you looked at that as somebody trying to impose themselves on you. And But it's interestingly now, uh, you seem to describe it more in terms of self-discipline, like that that value. Did, do you think Sistema has a, a place in helping us to become more mature in that way and just sort of see that we, we should do the things that are good for us, not just because people tell us? Definitely. And I think that uh, you often hear, oh, martial arts is good because it teaches you discipline. Yeah. Or sometimes they'll say self-discipline. But I actually think that it teaches you, most martial arts are teach you top-down discipline. Yeah. So, you know, follow what your master tells you. Sure. And that was the type of discipline that I was never good at, and I still don't particularly. Now, if I follow orders from someone, it's because I respect them enough or I respect the order enough. Yeah. I mean, I was always pretty much like that. That's interesting. Um, in Vladimir's original um, training manual, uh, which is kind of out of print now, I think, his original um, system of the Russian martial arts system, uh, he talks about how systemas, he talks about this in the passage, that the way of the soldier and the way of the king, that, you know, just learning to fight and repeat movements and do things like that is learning how to kind of take orders like a good soldier. And you can be effective that way and you can fight and you can defend people and that's fine. But systema, but, but a king kind of does what he wants he has responsibility to people and the people around him and even to his enemies um but he takes the decisions and he he makes that distinction between what systema is and does on that basis that it's not actually the way the soldier is the way of like the thinking soldier or the tactician in some ways wow yeah, yeah that's that's really cool yeah i'd love to have a copy of that one day or or at least of that passage i don't know if you have it if you could take a photo of it sure yeah yeah i can i'll, I'll scan one or something and whip it over to if i can dig it out <laughs> Oh, thanks. So, so you mentioned this. Um, you mentioned that you're studying um, a master's for. You said it's media for social change or documentary studies for social change. Well, no, it includes documentary, but it's called media practice for development and social change. Yeah. And, and so, what what um what inspired you to do that? Was it a, a, a kind of an ingrained kind of fascination with social activism, or a need to kind of create change in the world, or was there something specific that drove you to it? Uh, I think it's basically what you've said. And then um, I'm also with the hip hop. I, I'm the co-founder of a kind of movement called Worldwide Connects. And the aim is to connect uh, artists and activists and enthusiasts and um, and different types of people from all around the world uh, through the what we say are the um, 
the positive values of hip hop culture. So hip hop culture is peace, love, unity, having fun. And then you have, uh, you know, creativity, self-expression, uh, equality, et cetera, et cetera. So we kind of use those principles to, um, to connect people and we create media around that. So when uh, it was, the reason I found this is because my girlfriend is studying at Sussex as well, uh, a bachelor's degree. And she, she's the one actually who, uh, she knew that I was kind of considering doing a master's. Um, and she, she found this and sent it to me and said, Hey, you know, this looks like something you would love. And I read through the description and I was like, yeah, I applied almost immediately. Right. And, uh, and I'm not disappointed, I must say. Yeah. Okay. So what's next for you? What, what hopes do you have for your systemic training? Are you moving back to uh, Geneva? Are you going to be uh, rejoining the sub Rosa group there? Or are you going to be kind of developing, um, your own system in different ways? Well, uh, I haven't, um, uh, defined exactly what I'm going to do because I'm quite sure I'm not going to live in Geneva longer unless some other uh, job opportunity opens up. Um, and so I'm not, uh, for now, I'm definitely going to collaborate however I can with the Sabrosa school. Yeah. And then, um, and then depending on where I go, I might uh, start a system of school somewhere else. Yeah. Um, for example, my mother is uh, originally from Uruguay. Mm. And as far as I know, there's no system of school there. So that's a possibility. And it's a warmer climate. Yeah. And my father is from Lebanon. And as far as I know, there's no system of school, or at least not very established. So that's another possibility, mm. as well as basically anywhere else on the planet. So I'm leaving things very open, as you can see. But I need to go back to Switzerland anyways, because I'm a Swiss citizen. And when you're a Swiss citizen, you do either the military service mm. or a thing called the civil service, which you do if you don't do the military. Yeah. And uh, I have a few months left to do of that anyway. So now that I'm finishing my master's, I have to go and wrap that up. Gotcha. And then I'll continue, you know, training system. And I also uh, learning a massage therapy uh, system called Salva Therapy, which is about eliminating chronic pain, which has a lot in common with Sistema. Okay. So I'm going to continue training that and then we'll see. Great. Yeah, great. Well, it sounds like Sistema will leave you well prepared for either the military or dealing with uh, the, the rage of bureaucracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. yeah well yeah. please do please do keep us keep in touch and let us know how your developments come on and we'd love to hear your uh, systema related uh, hip-hop tracks and stuff and thanks very much for joining us on the podcast today thank you for having me i really appreciate it keep up the good work I, i'm gonna continue listening thanks mike cheers okay thanks thanks for listening if you'd like to find out more about training at NC Sistema, you can visit us online at www.ncsistema.com. If you'd like to find out more about Sistema classes and seminars worldwide, please visit www.russianmartialart.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can share it with your friends online, you can write a review on iTunes, or you can support us directly with a monthly contribution of $1, $5, whatever you can afford. To become a Systema for Life patron, please visit www.patreon.com slash ncsystema. Any and all contributions are very much appreciated. They help us to keep the podcast going and to keep it advertising free. Many thanks, good health, and see you in training.